Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast, and you can see us this year at Denver Fan Expo, and, you know, we'll probably have the coolest booth ever, just saying. Probably. We will. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that um, uh, I, you've, you've shown me the specs. I signed off on them, you know. Um, <laughs> you approved the budget. I approved the budget. I signed off on them, and um, it looks great. I, it looks just like a blockbuster. Where did you find those? Uh, those are just white bookshelves you found. No, I made those out of foam, really? out of, out of white foam board. Wow, they are, they are velcroed together. So wow, you can uh, rip them apart and then stuff them in the car and then rebuild them in the. Uh, that's, you know. that's genius. Yep, not a lot of space in the car, so. They're actually a little too deep. Like, I don't know, I was thinking um, they, they could be a lot shallower, but yeah, I, I'm in a rush here. <laughs> Just trying <laughs> well, to get that, everything done. I mean, that, and, I mean, we have to be able to maneuver it. and Yeah, I don't want to carry heavy shit through the convention center. Like, if we don't get a yeah, good parking, right. like, it's a pain in the ass to move the stuff I around. So Sometimes waiting for the dock at, when you leave is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, and then the storefront windows, you know, we're going to be foam core too, but I just, for, for the price, I just can't get my hands on, uh, six feet of, uh, solid foam core. So I've, I, they're, they're made out of wood, but you know, they're still, they're still kind of light. Nice. I mean, that's coming up quick too. It, it always seems like it's far away and then it just like springs on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't want to get in a situation where Wednesday night I'm still doing this shit. So yeah. I want to get this done like a week ahead of time, so we can just wake up, roll in, and get it done. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm so busy that week. Um, just because how my schedule shakes out, and I, I think I took I, a week so, off. Uh, well, I I have to work Monday and Tuesday. Uh. But I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> And then I fly out to Tennessee on Monday, and then I'll be back <laughs> Saturday, and then back at work on Monday. Busy, busy. Sounds like my week. Just constantly on the move. I think it was oh, Tuesday man. night where I was. I like I slept at the Bug because that's where I was building everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like I'd wake up. I went to like an eight another arc store to find tapes because i really wanted turtles one on there but i went to like six of them and then like uh bought some more foam board and uh i got like bought supplies for other things and yeah i I was just constantly on the move i just felt like i I couldn't center myself to anything i was like next objective next objective next objective (laughs) like i mean you're paying on a different i mean you're building the set but Laura, my wife, her schedule got switched to overnights. So, and she works 12 hour shifts. And, and I signed my kid up for hockey and swim lessons. And I mean, I took today off because Laura's working, she worked the overnight last night and tonight. But he has swimming at 10 15. He has hockey at four today. 
And it seems like all I'm doing is just running around. I put 200, I mean, it's nothing for you, but uh, in a day and a half, I put like 280 miles on my car, just going different places to take my family places. Wow. And, and uh, when I went to the Bare Naked Ladies concert two days ago, Kellen had swim lessons, a doctor's appointment. Then I had to take Laura to get her car fixed. Then I ran and saw this week's movie, which, by the way, is Transformers Rise of the Beast. And <laughs> then I took Kellen to hockey. And then I went to the Bare Naked Ladies, went to bed at 1 a.m. Then I was at work at 6 a.m. And I worked till 5 p.m. Then I got off, uh, came home, took my kid to the grocery store, cooked dinner, made dinner, cleaned the kitchen, put my kid to bed, sat down and watched a three-hour movie and uh, woke up at 6 a.m. and doing it all again today. Do you ever feel like if you take any time for yourself, like watch that three-hour movie, like all the progress you made on your list of things to do gets annihilated? Oh, yeah. Immediately? I just... I feel like when I do that, even though I didn't start it till like 11, I feel like I'm behind, you know, yeah. and I, and that's why I wake up at six because I'm like, I need to take care of all this other stuff. Even though today really I just had to wake up, make breakfast, take my kid to his swim lesson. And now I have about three hours before I have to take him to hockey. So, <laughs> uh. and I still have a stack of paperwork I have to do at work. Plus, uh, yesterday at work, I, was teaching and doing a training. So I wasn't able to get to any of my emails, any of the paperwork I have to approve. So I, I, I start getting anxiety of all the shit I have to get done. Plus I still have to go do, you know, my actual job while I'm getting all that stuff done. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is it know. just me or was like, I miss the days. There was a time where, you know, I'd have a bunch of stuff to do, but when I finished it, there'd be like two or three days where I could just like do my own thing. And, oh yeah, like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, no. If I spend an hour on Zelda, like, so, like when I'm done with it, I open my email to like four different things people want me to do. New yeah, I know new things. I, yeah, and I haven't even been able to play Zelda. Like, I've been such on the go. Like, I've I haven't played it in like a week and a half, and I just yeah. and I want to. And then you send me stuff where people make, you know bat pods and like, <laughs> i know i'm so jealous like i'm pretty far along but those people are really far along <laughs> yeah. um i'm just looking for but fireflies right now they're they're probably 13 year old kids and hats off to them they probably you know they don't have school right now so all they get to do is play zelda all day long God, if i had this in high school man i know <laughs> oh. didn't have any responsibilities or anything like that <laughs> Like, I, I remember, yeah, being, like, even though, like, like I got home at, what, 3? Uh, mm -hmm. So, from 3 to maybe 9 or 10, like, I probably played Ocarina of Time. Um, mm -hmm. So, that's, what, 6 hours? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been so nice. <laughs> yeah. Those days are long gone. <laughs> Five days a week. Well, I got home, probably watched uh, a Fox block of Batman the Animated Series and Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple about an hour or two gone but yeah nope now you, when you're older you have you feel like you have so much more responsibilities well obviously you do because i mean i can't lose my house or my car or anything so i have to yeah. go to work pretty big deal yeah and i'll take care of my family and you know it's just and it's not and, and laura like she only has to work usually well, she has to have like six shifts or something in a pay period. So she has to have basically three 12 hour shifts a week. And when you work overnights like that, it, you know, it messes with you. And <laughs> so you just feel like you can't get caught up because you're working, your wife's working. And because of her schedule, you, all you're doing is taking care of your kid when you're not working. And yep. <laughs> so. Uh, like I mentioned, we see a movie every week and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Transformers Rise of the Beast. Stay tuned. We will tell you if you recommend the film or not. Play the trailer. Talk about the movie with possible spoilers. We'll also talk about movie news and things we've been watching throughout the week. That's what we've been doing for over 12 years. And we can't stop until the curse is lifted. Yes. And who knows how long that will be. <laughs>
whatever curse we're blessed with of infinite movies to watch. 11 years ago, you kicked a dog, and now... <laughs> yes. Just like that movies forever. Uh, lard lad in The Simpsons. Yep. Maybe one of my most favorite visual yep. jokes ever in The Simpsons. <laughs> good one. It's a good one. <laughs> there's a there's like a account on, I think, either Twitter or Instagram that like just posts uh, like clips from The Simpsons, and I'm always... Like just tickled every time it posts like a first ten season thing, and I'm like, oh gosh, those oh, are yeah. great times. <laughs> I love. Yeah, that I have you know so many articles going always at once, but I, um, so I had most of the Simpsons DVD sets, which are some of my favorite DVD sets you can get. But I was missing like random ones, and um, I don't know why. Like I didn't buy season. Well, I mean, season like fourteen is because. The first 10 seasons are just brilliant. And then, I mean, they're still good, but um, <laughs> so I never got them. And then they started going out of print. I was like, golly, and you look online and they're so expensive. But of all places, I went, I was like a year ago, and I was at Mile High Comics, and they someone traded in all 20 seasons. So, and Mile High Comics only wanted $20 for each season. And the person who had them took super good care of them. And they did it where they didn't take the, um, you know, the back thing off, where it's basically just the information on the discs. Mm-hmm. So they were all protected still. And um, they had all the inserts in the DVDs. So I was, so I got the last four I needed when I was there. And um, nice. yeah, so now I have all of them on DVD. Nice. That's because they'll... Now that they're on Disney Plus, they'll never get a physical release. Oh yeah, I know. It's well, I'm hoping that now that Bob Iger's back, he mentioned that they're gonna start doing physical releases again. And they gave the license to Kino Lorber to put out some of their movies on Blu-ray again. So hmm. um I don't think the animated stuff, I think it's gonna be, you know, Swiss Family Robinson or something like that. Yeah. But hopefully we'll start seeing it trickling in. But yeah, I mean, as far as that stuff, no, because just like Family Guy, they just abruptly stopped doing it. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Brad, we saw Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Do you recommend this film? Um, yeah, I guess. Um, I saw it last Thursday, and I've mostly forgotten a lot of it already. But um, just because I've been so busy and distracted, um, and not thinking about it afterwards, but um. I'd say it's probably the, still the second best Transformers film I've seen, like Bumblebee being the first. Um, I think it's fun. Um, but it, again, it's just, uh, you know, there's a space object that the Transformers have to obtain and, and, and stop, uh, other bad robots from using it in bad ways. So there you go. Yeah, I think you liked it a little more than I did based on our letterbox ratings. Um, like it's fun. Um, but I always have a problem with films where, and it happens a lot in the Transformer movies where they go such and such an object, a MacGuffin like this movie has. And then a character does an exposition for like the next two minutes about what it is. And then there's an action scene, and then they do it again. And the the films have such uh, an established beat to them, you know what I mean? That nothing catches me by surprise. Uh, but I, I think the special effects are pretty cool. Uh, the Optimus Primal, I think, is a really cool-looking design. Um, anyway, here's a trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth. But darkness has found us again. Prime. This is about the fate of all living things. Unicron is coming. Back 
You brought a human here? I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now. Thank you, This is not our war. Optimus, we must trust each other to protect the home we all share. How big can this guy be? Uh, he eats planets. So, like, way bigger than a planet. In the end, everything you cared for will be consumed. Maybe there's another way to save our home. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come. So in this one, I guess it takes place a few years after Bumblebee and the Transformers are on Earth hiding from Unicron, which is a giant Galactus style planet eater. And by Galactus, I mean from the 2005 Fantastic Four film, not like the really cool looking Marvel Comics comic book version. He's like a giant robot cloud that eats planets. Yeah. And he's looking for a key that'll allow him to travel from universe to universe. Like unabated. I I guess it's like a, like a time jump or reminded me a lot of, um, the, uh, fuck. What's the name of the freaking alien race in Avengers? Sorry. Yeah, the Shatari, where they're able just to like drop from space into wherever they want. Um, it reminded me of that. <laughs> and, uh, so it ends up on Earth after Unicron destroys the Beast Planet, which I don't remember the name of it. The Maximals uh, Planet. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and so I guess space is just populated with different um, species or races of robots. Sure. okay we're on the same page (laughs) i guess yeah (laughs) yeah and yeah so they end up on earth and it's split in two with uh you know what before i forget um have these movies addressed the fact that if you watch the first transformers movie from 2007 they act like they've never been to earth before but now we've had two movies where they've been trapped on earth uh way ahead of that no you're right it will that's what I was racking my brain with the whole time I was watching the movie because Optimus Prime hates people for some reason. And I'm I'm like, did he have this issue in the original Transformers film? I literally watched it maybe six months ago and I don't <laughs> even remember it. Um, yeah. I think that says a lot about the movies and I, it might be, like I said, because they follow this beat of, there's an opening where they explain something by a voiceover blade runner style. And then there's an action scene and then there's more exposition. And then we meet human characters and they have to be explained to what's going on. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't understand. And I don't understand the end goal of, like Unicron wants to eat every planet. Well, what happens when you eat them all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand like his end game. He's just hungry, man. I guess. He, he's uh, just blinded by uh insatiable hunger and uh yeah. But you I guess know, it's one of those things where you the, I think why the first three phases of Marvel movies were so successful is because Thanos even though he is a bad guy and he wipes off, wipes out, or wants to wipe out half like life forms in the universe, 
his reasoning behind it, you might not agree with, but it makes sense if that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These ones where they're just like, I'm going to kill everybody. Well, why? (laughs) I don't (laughs) understand why. (laughs) Because then eventually you're going to run out and you're just going to be like this floating mass of nothing that can't eat anything and you die. Maybe Eudacron's uh, like, well, the universe is infinite, so I'll always have something to eat, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. I guess you always have matter. I guess you could, instead of planets, maybe he can start working on stars or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, Eudacron hungry. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of him as like a hungry, hungry hippo eating stars going, see? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like, this movie, I, I, I just... So, you know, two years ago, my mother-in-law gave me a gift card to Best Buy, and I got the Transformers collection on uh, Ultra HD. And so far, I've only watched the first one. And every time I watch them, like, I'm like, man, there's, like, some cool action, and the special effects look great. But the rest of it is just not there. Um, And I don't understand, like, this, uh, what's the, like, the big bad in Episodes Unicron, his lackey, what, I forget his name. Scourge. Uh, yeah, Scourge. Why does he send these like little dinky robots to fight people when obviously no one can beat them? If I was him, I'd just walk up and like rip their heads off like he did at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I-, I was also bummed out by like, like, um, it seems like every Transformers movie that like, uh, where Optimus Prime is featured, he starts out the movie being unable to defeat anybody. Like he's super weak or, mm-hmm. uh, incompetent. Um, and then by the end, you know, he does some badass thing like rip Megatron's spine out or something. But yeah, I don't like, I didn't like religiously watch Transformers as a kid, but I always felt like he was the most badass Transformer out there. And these movies really make him feel like he's not that great at doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I mean, cause even I don't understand this is again, like the movie's not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but. So eventually they're in Peru and Unicron is summoned by Scourge. But I thought Optimus Prime said that once they miss their opportunity to destroy the key, then it'll make the whole world explode. But then they Uh miss their opportunity. He destroys the key, throws Scourge into molten lava, and he's able to hold him. And I guess it doesn't hurt Optimus Prime lava. And then rips his head off. I didn't understand what was happening. And then how Bumblebee came back to life through like a power surge. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, you totally <laughs> lost me. I don't remember <laughs> him saying that. Like Bumblebee, I get because they needed to like just recharge him, like reignite his, his all spark or whatever. Sure. Um, and n- n- there was nothing available at the time. To- time that had that much power but once it surged through the countryside or whatever um you know luckily he was laying on that pedestal um so he got the charge but um yeah i don't don't know what you're talking about about the uh (laughs) first part with scourge i'm kind of lost what you're saying there yeah well i mean i could be misremembering it i just like i said there's so much exposition for me to understand the world of these Beast Wars Transformers that I don't remember any of it. I remember their names are silly, like Cheetar and <laughs> stuff like that. Optimus um, Primal's pretty creative. Yeah. I, I, like he's a, and It's a cool-looking design. Like I think he looks really cool. Um, and, I mean, the human characters are whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, like, I think they're more uh, interesting than previous movies, you know? Um, yeah, the whole um, Mirage and uh, Noah, like it's kind of, that's kind of a thing in every movie. You know, it's it's a lot like Bumblebee and um, I don't know the other characters, but Witwicky and all that. But you know, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 the same. It's the same dynamic. But I think Mirage is pretty fun because uh, you know Bumblebee can't really talk that much. So yeah, Mirage no, it's has some funny like jokes fu- and yeah, it's fine. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's they're chasing a space MacGuffin, and they have to stop a world-ending event. It's uh, every movie's done that same thing. Yeah, I, I think what it's missing from because I agree with you. I think Bumble, I actually think Bumblebee is a Bumblebee is a really good movie. 
it, it's missing the heart, I think, of that film, um, where I don't remember Haley Steinfeld's character's name, but her and Bumblebee have a really cool relationship. And even though Bumblebee only communicates through mute pop culture references or, or stuff like that, it, it always fits. Um, yeah. Cause and, it's, it's a smaller stakes in a smaller situation where they get to spend a lot of the movie just bonding. Whereas yeah. this one, Noah and Mirage, like they kind of bond in the, in the parking garage, but after that, they got to go on the group mission. Yeah. So, yeah. All that attention is taken away by you've got Maximals and the other Transformers. And yeah, you just, it, it's less personal. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but there's the worst way to spend two hours at the movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed they they can still put these out. You know, well, I mean, obviously the next one is going to be a GI Joe crossover. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I made a joke of like, uh, you know, uh, they took out out the military uh, like team up in this movie, and the I guess the <laughs> sequel they're like we're putting it right back in. <laughs> the different instead of the like U.S. Army, it's the uh, going to be G.I. Joe's, which, yeah, it's cool. I, I think that's the plan is, like, Hasbro announced that they're going to just cross over every toy franchise they have with each other, so. Yeah, why not? Exploit it, is what I say. <laughs> does Hasbro ha- does Hasbro have the Jurassic Park license? Uh, possibly. Uh, it might be Mattel. No, Mattel doesn't. Make- no, they do exist. Um, I don't know. I can look at my kids' Jurassic Park stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a good question. Because, yeah, Jurassic Park, Transformers, G.I. Joe. See, if they had dinosaurs fighting Transformers, sign me up all fucking day long. Not like this, you know, the movie that had the dinosaur Transformers, but it's a legit T-Rex or Spinosaurus. I'm there. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, does the Transformers just um, annihilate the, the dinosaurs? Because, like, the dinosaurs have no pulse cannons no, well- or... Can't. What would happen is Optimus Prime would be chasing, let's say, I don't know, some Allosaur through, you know, the island, and then all of a sudden he'll stop and go, lever girl, and then the other dinosaurs will get him. <laughs> That's so, what I want to see. So Hasbro has Transformers, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Star Wars, Marvel, Indiana Jones, Dungeons and Dragons, and Nerf. So Dude, Indiana Jones uncovers the uh one of the keys that the transformers need to get back home and they try to take it from him and he says that belongs in a museum oh dude awesome and then a jedi comes in to like <laughs> protect him and be on his team and um alpha and the five bad... from the power rangers is like ay 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 and the bad uh transformer is a dirt robot <laughs> he's a he's a nazi robot i don't know what robot <laughs> is in german <laughs> He's just robot. Is it? Well, let me look at my um, Apple translator. I'm sure it'll tell me. There's a robot Swedish or Dutch. <laughs> it's probably Germanic. Yeah. <laughs> robot. It's Robotir. <laughs> <laughs> it's just robot with ER at the end. Roboter. Roboter. So the roboter. Roboter. <laughs> the roboter. I am doing the first beating. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about Transformers, Rise of the Machines? Um, or Rise of the Beast or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Rise of the Beast. Yeah, yeah. there's something. But I can't remember what it is, but whatever. <laughs> Very memorable film is what you're saying to me. I think I wrote it on my letterbox. It's always on your letterbox. Um, yeah. Cool. This is the big movie news of the week. It's real news. Well, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to include, it's basically all comic book stuff, kind of. Uh, but one of the greatest comic book artists of all time passed away this last week. John Romita Sr., who is instrumental in designing the look of Spider-Man, as everybody knows him. Um, 
he took over for Steve Ditko after issue 38 because Steve Ditko and Stan Lee did not get along. And their big fallout was Stan Lee wanted the Green Goblin to be Norman Osborn. And Steve Ditko wanted it to just be some random thug. Lee's argument is that it's more dramatic. Ditko's argument is it doesn't make sense that everybody that knows Peter Parker would be a bad guy. Um, I think they're both valid arguments, but I think for dramatic purposes, I think Stan Lee is correct. Um, but anyway, so he took over for Ditko after that and stayed on Spider-Man for five years. And I mean, he is the co-creator of Mary Jane, the Rhino, um, the Kingpin, all these really great Marvel characters. And, um, he had such a style that when he took over for Spider-Man, um, all the Marvel comics kind of adopted his and Jack Kirby's style. And he later became um, the art director for all of Marvel comics. So uh, he had a great career. I mean, he, even though he was semi-retired, he would still draw the occasional um, cover for Marvel characters every once in a while. Um, but, you know, had a great life, lived to be 93. That's not a, that's not a bad gig. Died of being super old. Yep, that's pretty much it. I read that uh, his son, who's a really great Spider-Man artist, John Romita Jr., um, said he just died in his sleep. So, you know, when you get that old, that probably is not a bad way to go. Just saying. I think at any Uh, age, that's not a bad way to go. (laughs) No, that's awesome. And that you made such a lasting impact, not only on comic books, but... I mean, everybody is familiar with some of his work. I mean, the Prowler now is really popular in the Miles Morales universe, and um, you know, the Shocker. <laughs> I heard the Shocker's like an A-list Spider-Man villain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just uh, how you see Spider-Man and his villains. A lot of that was influenced by Romita, and he's a great artist and. Um, so he'll never really be gone. He'll always, he'll always be around because his art will live forever. So just a couple, two things. Um, one, if you're at my kid's elementary school and you find a super Mario brothers steel book, do know that is mine. And (laughs) I made the mistake of getting the movie two weeks early. And on the last day of school, my kid had a sleepover at the school and they asked parents for movies. And my little boy says, Dad, it'll be so cool that I have the Super Mario Brothers movie. Can I please take it? And the last time I gave him, uh, I think, Moana, and he brought it back. So I said, sure, buddy, because he'll bring it back. And then the next morning, uh, because he did this, or the next afternoon, he did the sleepover, and I was at work. And so I got home, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the special features on Super Mario Brothers. And then it wasn't in his backpack. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just somewhere. And, you know, my wife put it somewhere nope when i saw him the next morning i said hey buddy uh where'd you put super mario and he started crying (laughs) which is good because that is uh sold out everywhere (laughs) so (laughs) that's 40 dollars. i'll never get back because here's the thing you know and so i sent an email to his teacher and she's retiring at the end of the year her email's already deactivated (laughs) (laughs) bitch and I'm, guess- uh, I'm guessing some kids stole it anyways. Um, uh, teachable moment for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but- I, I, knew, I knew better. I knew I should have just given him the Blu-ray disc and a CD jewel and let him take it to school. But as he was really excited to show his friends the case. And I said, mm. you know what? He's been really responsible. There's no way he'll forget it. <laughs> Fuck. That's a, that's a parenting moment of mine. And I, you blew it. it. I did. It's what really your idiot. fault. <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's sold out. That sucks. Well, yeah. I think the only thing I'd say is maybe it's so popular that they do a re-release uh, with like new art or something. Yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping I, so I, uh, my job allows me to have the burger, bur- uh, the alarm code to the school. Um, so we have a new <laughs> officer and we have to do building clearings. So maybe I'll take him there in under that guise and then happen to clear the classroom where <laughs> my Mario movie hopefully still is. You should just at the school at like 9 p.m. just 
with a flashlight scouring the halls like, I find it. <laughs> it's in here somewhere, I swear. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? Stand down. It's official <laughs> police business. You have my Mario movie. Do oh, you have my Mario movie? <laughs> Tell me where the Mario movie is. <laughs> nah, it sucks. I- I'm just here for the Mario movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, the only other piece of news I got, Brad, is unsurprisingly, the writer's strike has affected the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I know especially important to you, the Avatar Universe. <gasps> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen anyways when they moved the Marvels from July to November. Um, but now Captain America is moving from May 2024 to July of 2024. Thunderbolts is moving to December 20th, 2024. Blade is February 14th, 2025. Fantastic Four is May of 2025 and the king dynasty and secret wars have both been moved a year to 2026 and 2027 um i don't know if (laughs) the king dynasty and secret wars is really a rider strike issue more of (laughs) a we need to see what's happening with jonathan majors issue yeah um which I, I, I don't I don't have a comment on someone who's accused of what he did. So, um, I mean, it makes it easy. You can just recast him as a different variant. Um, yeah, of Kang because you know there's three different Peter Parkers. So, um, I, I the other stuff I'm not that surprised at. Um, especially I read an interview with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and she said she was supposed to start filming um, Thunderbolts in a couple weeks, but that was pushed back. So, um, you know what? And the way, go yeah. ahead, sorry. I was gonna say, just end the strike. Just give them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, if I'll you drag this out, I, the, the, they're not as bad as they once were, but those movie theaters, man, they're, I mean, theaters, movie studio execs are just, buttheads and um i I, like i told you i i was watching the warner brothers 100 years documentary which is fun and it's really cool it's just celebrating warner brothers but to have their new ceo talk about the legacy and history of warner brothers is really gross Mm -hmm. and you know that he's just there to make money he already purged hbo max of everything and um i don't know they're fighting over stuff that I don't, I don't know. It's the writers are responsible for the content you have and you have to find a way to compensate them after all this stuff comes out where the producers and the actors make all these, this money off the points. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Um, but uh, I mean, it's been going on for what, two months now? Almost, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that changed that is getting moved up is uh, Deadpool 3 is now opening at the uh, Captain America's previous uh, release date. You'd think that after 2007, they would look at like, oh, look, uh, look, look at all the awesome movies that were ruined because of uh, that strike that time. You'd think they would have uh, got yeah, together or- this time around. How many TV shows were only on for like the office was only what 10 episodes? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, I got the new adventures of old Christine and her, the third season or the fourth one of that is only eight episodes or 10 episodes. So again, another one that's completely affected by the strike. And you're right. Um, so I was reading legally, Ryan Reynolds can't ad lib any lines for Deadpool. Just kind of a big right deal now. for that character. <laughs> that exactly. Yeah. I mean, the only way they're going to get around it is because you know his mask is CGI. So they add it in later. Yeah. You add it in later, but you're going to have to have the reactions from the people on screen. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Um, you should just uh, stand off the side and wear a mustache and be. I came in. His name is b- both start with an R, so it's still Ryan Reynolds. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be like, hey, uh, Brian Ross, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the big news. I mean, there's a new Alien movie coming out as well, which is um, in 2024. By uh, Fidi Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake of Don't Breathe. So uh, he's a cool director. I think he's a good one to choose for that. And they have two Star Wars movies, one in 2026 and one in 2027. So, again, we'll see how that they'll change again. And in a year, we'll be talking about how the new Star Wars movies now 2028. And um, But I wanted to let you know. Brad, that um, you're not going to get a new Avatar until 2025. Okay. Uh, I I guess uh, there's no point going on, so I'm just going to take these pills (laughs) and. uh, (laughs) No, it's not worth it. We drift off into sleep. That's not what the Navi want. If I can't find resolution to their story within the next year or two i don't know how i'm gonna go on see i might be thinking of it wrong maybe it's avatar 4 that's not till 2025 and the new avatar still comes out this year because i thought they were all already done but yeah yeah because i thought i read that sigourney weaver said they shot the second and third one back to back i thought they shot them all back to back but whatever (laughs) <laughs> I did read that interesting thing where the one kid fucker in the second one was really young when he shot it and he's like in his 20s now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still don't understand how those have made so much money. I don't know anybody that loves them. But the part of me too is they came out on 4K this week and I've been reading reviews and they say it's you know the best 4K presentation. All the extras are incredible. I go, man, is that a movie you have to have on 4K? I don't know. Not I mean, for I'm me. Wait. <laughs> I know I'm going to wait to see if maybe on Black Friday they're going to be on sale. <laughs> I don't know. Because as soon as they got my email from the Disney Movie Club that uh, that's my featured title of the month, and if I don't respond before you know a certain date, they just charge it to you and ship it to you. And as soon as I got that email, I'm like, oh fuck no, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> spending. $39 on that movie. I mean, you can bundle the two on the Disney Movie Club for $50. Cool. Just something to think about, Brad. <laughs> I, I know you're longing for a return to Pandora. I mean... Yeah, part of the reason I haven't got episodes up on time is, uh, in addition to building the booth, I'm doing some really sweet Avatar cosplay for the con. <laughs> So, sweet. I have to build like. You're gonna a, hook your tail into something to see what happens. Yeah, it's a, it's an actual working tail penis, and uh, you know it's like an eight <laughs> foot costume. So I got stilts and all this wow. foam, and I can't anything. wait to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, incredible. You know, the perfect complement <laughs> to a 1993 blockbuster booth, the giant Navi exosuit. Nice, dude. I'm stoked. Yeah, just what everyone wanted. I needed a challenge, you know, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Make things harder. And wearing also, blue paint and yeah, being a body paint. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody loves your shredder costume, but now they're really gonna love Yeah. Your Sully. Or what the fuck is it? I think it's Sully. Yeah, Sully, yeah. Look at me just pull out those characters' names like I know who they are. Now yeah. don't ask me what any of the Navi's names are. <laughs> same yeah the booth was expensive but i was like how much more money could i spend if i just dumped all my money into a screen accurate navi costume for three days in june (laughs) dude so so awesome and everyone's gonna be like oh that's my favorite movie (laughs) it's my favorite movie we've all seen it made over two billion dollars Yeah, five people saw it like 20 times. 
<laughs> has to have happened. I don't know. Or James Cameron made a deal with Mephisto and he's just able to get money from everywhere. I don't know. I've made all the Terminator movies I can make. I have nothing else in the tank. I need this. Please give me this. Give me four yeah. Avatar movies. <laughs> I've I've done everything I can in the ocean. <laughs> Between the Abyss and Titanic. No, get this, guys. We've already did land and water. The next Avatar, fire. I love that our joke is actually what the next one's about. <laughs> <laughs> so is the fourth one snow or ice? I mean, it has to be, right? <laughs> right. So the first one was air, I'm guessing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm guessing because the, in the first one, I'm pretty sure they fly on those bird things. Hmm. Okay. And then this one, they swim with those bird things. So now they're going to do something with firebirds? I don't know. You know what's funny is up until this moment right now, when the second one came out, we watched it for the podcast. I was like, okay, maybe it's time to finally watch the original. And I totally put on the original and didn't finish it. <laughs> I think I fell asleep to it uh, within like the first five or ten minutes um, and forgot that I did that until just now. <laughs> yep, I've told this story. My dad uh, had the Blu-ray for the first one. And he gave it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, Dad, because he didn't, he's like, my dad doesn't want discs anymore, because he's old and weird. And I said, thanks, and I haven't watched it, and it's been on my shelf for, I don't know, six, seven years. <laughs> Just give hey. that away. <laughs> we watch, we actually do watch things, and this is what we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what tickled your fancy this week? Um, are we doing Asteroid City as an episode? Uh, I think so because next week I think there's actually no new big release. Um, because this week is Elemental and the Flash, which you've already seen the Flash, so we're just doing Elemental this week. I was that's what I was planning. Unless you wanted to do something else, are we doing like the? F- the finished cut of Flash podcast. <laughs> well, I, I was going to do both. I was going to do Elemental and then follow up on the Flash. Yeah. Okay, so Asteroid City's next week? Yeah, I was hoping to. Okay. Well, then I won't talk about the fact that I've already seen it. <laughs> um. Gosh, what do I talk about then? Probably nothing, because like I said, I just, I just sat in a in the bug. It just made shit for our booth. Um. Yeah, I, wa- I watched Class of Newcomb High 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown for the first time. Um, and that's everything you expect out of a trauma movie, so. <laughs> Blew your mind, did it? I guess, yeah. Yeah, um, they're okay. Yeah, it, 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 oddly enough, it wasn't like weird and subversive enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have these people running around with like mouths in their stomach and um. Yeah, uh, a high school full of just like women in bikinis and and dudes and just like wearing garbage on on their bodies all the time. Um, and I was just like, eh, could have gone farther with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just about a high school that's next to a nuclear power plant. It, people are creating music, uh, mutants, and whatnot, and yeah. It's the sequel. Definitely a trauma <laughs> film. <laughs> I've seen the yeah. first one. A lot, like a lot of trauma films, I usually see the first one, whether it's the Toxic Avenger or um, that one. Yeah. So yeah. Redneck Zombies, you know. Other than that, yeah, nothing. Like I rewatched the Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel again, and was like, man, this movie is really short, shorter than I remember. And then RoboCop and Bloodsport. Nice. Not stuff we've talked Oops. about before, so. Those are two really cool movies. Well, Robocop 2 and 3, not the first one. Oh. Well, second one's okay. The third one's a 93 movie, so... But it is hot <laughs> garbage. Although, yep. I will say, the effect of the uh, the samurai robot when his face breaks is pretty convincing for 93. 
Like whoever did the makeup I on that. Seen it since I got this. When did the Scream Factory ones come out? Maybe four or five years ago. I haven't seen it since then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you know what we're ta- if people listening don't know what we're talking about, in Robocop three, in addition to a host of other things that are going on, there's a cyborgy samurai Robocop uh created by either OCP or an offshoot of OCP, because there's like infighting in OCP at the moment. Um and it's tasked with tracking down Robocop and destroying him. Um so just look like a normal Asian dude carrying a sword the whole time. But when he fights Robocop, like he gets his face smashed and his face crumples in a weird way. And it looks convincing like this is a robot whose whose face got smashed, but it's also like a flesh and blood human. So mm. whoever whoever did the makeup on that is pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. No, it is a cool effect. Actually, I think all the Robocop movies actually have pretty great practical effects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one and two are astounding. But yeah, three. He gets the jetpack and he's flying through Detroit and it's just like, oh, that's clearly a, just a green screen. It's like <laughs> Superman 78 level flying around type stuff. Yep. But you know, Superman 78 still makes it work, even though you know it's not quite that great. Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, you know, I only, well, um, I'll only talk about one thing. I, uh, I'll just mention that I watched Dr. Sleep last night and it's really bleak. It's better than The Shining, though. <laughs> Sorry, I heard. Yeah. It, uh, the one thing I want to talk about, though, is uh, on Netflix, they have a documentary called Arnold, which mm. is Arn- Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about his whole life. And it's awesome. And it's just him narrating and telling stories about, you know, um, his life. It's broken up in three parts. The first part is becoming a bodybuilder and leaving Austria. The second part is becoming an action star. And the third part is called American, where he becomes an American citizen and the governor of California and uh, his later in life things. And what I, and I could listen to Schwarzenegger tell stories all day long. Um, it's intercut with some other people, Stallone's in it. Um, and a couple of his friends and things like that. But his story, if uh, it's basically he's recounting if his autobiography is awesome. His autobiography is called Total Recall. And I tell everybody they should read it. It's really great. Um, but in it, he just, just his life is so extraordinary. And um, he has this quote, and I put it on our page in our Twitter account because I think it's awesome. He's talking about... um was it your dream to become, you know, oh, the best bodybuilder in the world? And he says, what is the dream? Fuck your dream. You have to have vision, clear vision. <laughs> and he says, dreams aren't real. You have to know what you want and you have to take it. And it's just really fascinating on how hard he worked. And um, I-, I learned some things that, you know, I didn't know. So he became a 13-time world champion bodybuilder um, at different places and all this stuff. But while he was doing that, he also, when he moved to Los Angeles, he bought a lot of real estate and became a millionaire that way. And he wanted to be in movies, but after he did Hercules goes bananas, he realized he needed acting classes. And since he already had, millions of dollars through his real estate investments. It was about getting better at the craft of acting and not worrying about if I had money. And then he, you know, got his really, his big break was Terminator and, um, or Conan the Barbarian and then Terminator. And it's just cool to hear him talk about how he, how hard he's worked and, getting to where he needed to get. And uh, when he became the governor of California, he realized that he needed not only uh, Republicans, but he also needed Democrats and all these other people to um, get his agenda across after he didn't do very well his first couple years there. It's, it's a really fascinating documentary. And I mean, he also talks about, you know, the affair he had where he had a kid out of wed, uh, 
with the housekeeper and how he fucked up and he was stupid and he ruined his family and it's really like candid and um it's it's really great you should definitely watch arnold um yeah sounds like michael j fox's thing where he's narrating his yeah and it's yeah yeah, it's cool and I, i like that he didn't pull any punches you know and he said it how fucked up it was what he did and it created a problem not only with obviously his former ex-wife but now even his kids now are like dude you're an asshole (laughs) (laughs) so uh, and he mentions it too it's it's really it's you, you know i would never do what he did to my wife but for him to take accountability and realize that not only did he mess up his family's life but his son joe that the house worker had with him how he he really hurt that relationship by doing what he did and it, it's really interesting um so yeah that's what i watched this week um next week on real nerds we're doing elemental and we'll do an update on the flash so we can see what the post credit scene that no one has seen um is because i i heard they didn't even show it at the world premiere so um, wait and the i gotta one that's get coming out the one's coming out this week it wasn't at the premiere yeah wow um so i i gotta get out there before someone like corinne spoils it on twitter for me i and... think she's going to see this one right away <laughs> no no i know she's like all against it i'm not talking about corinne specifically I mean, someone like her, where all they want to do is spoil things. Um, Because right now it's really hard, too, because all this Mortal Kombat news is coming out for the game. And there's data miners that have been, I don't know how they get this information, but they've, uh, like, they're able to leak the roster and things like that. And I, the thing I like of what Mortal Kombat, the creators do, is they do these, um, like, Twitch or Facebook live thing where they introduce like one or two characters during each one and they talk about them. And um, I like really the, want, it's like the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, but it's really cool because they're on there and they explain their moves and um, it, it's just fun. Um, so I'm trying to avoid that stuff. It's going to be inevitable. And we're training for his 11th year scorpion. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some characters that are always going to be in it. Liu Kang, Scorpion, mm-hmm. Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage. They've already shown them, so... Um, and Shao Kahn's just been drafted into Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> <laughs> you weak, pathetic fools. Yeah! <laughs> Shao <Kahn. laughs> So, yep. We'll be seeing Elemental, giving an update on The Flash, and come see us at Denver Comic. Up. I mean, Denver Fan Expo. We'd love to uh, sit down and talk to you about 1993 or whatever you want to talk about. Can I have like an extra 15 bucks because I really want to print a uh, a sign for our booth, you know, for the windows that says like recorded our booth? Yeah. Sweet. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I have like one poster that's, you know, two ninety nine rentals or whatever, but I, I thought it'd be fun to also have like a record at the booth. Sign yeah. that's like that big. Do whatever you want, Brad. I do not care. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just empty out there our slush fund. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's cool, I don't give a fuck what you do. Cool. I'm gonna buy a mini fridge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a full working mini fridge that we won't utilize. It's <laughs> full potential. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cool. hundred dollars. Well, that's not that bad, actually. <laughs> It is for just displaying expired IC <laughs> cans. Yeah. Tremendous waste of money. I'd rather buy a hundred more VHSs. Because <laughs> that's not a waste of money. <laughs> what am I going to do with these? I said I was only going to buy 20, but I ended up getting 50. So, huh. But I'm in my defense, some of the days they were three for a dollar. That's fine. Just, we'll just give them away. You know, here you go. Yeah. Take. Take this Jurassic Park VHS. Yours. Thanks for coming to our booth. You wanted this VHS copy of Philadelphia, right? (laughs) (laughs) I have AIDS. Um, (laughs) Well, yep. We'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, real nerds.
Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.